Greetings, my friends. You are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Yes, at podcast providers near you and far away. After all, it is the internet. So just listen and join us next week for another Canned Air Podcast. I know the shadow will. <laughs> As will the brain. Yes. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to hang out and talk a bit about what he's got going on, we welcome voice actor Gary Maselli to the show. Gary, thanks so much for being here, man. Thank you so much for having me, guys. We're going to have a good time today in our retro roundtable. We're going to be talking about movies or television shows, video games, comics, whatever it might be, that break the fourth wall which I'm very excited about. Some of the picks when I was looking online seemed pretty damn easy, but some of them I didn't even think about. There's one I don't think anyone will get. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Gary and talk about his voiceover career. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, you want to show some support and get some uh, something back for said support. Head over to CandarePodcast.com. A few different ways you can do that. Our merch page with t-shirts, mugs, hats, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. And our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month, get you access to a ton of extra content we've been recording for the past three years. Uh, Randy, what else we got? And if uh, you can't support us financially, hey, if you just want to drop us a like or review on the podcast player of your choice, you know, that's greatly appreciated. And big shout out to evergreenpodcast.com, the network we're a part of, and mm -hmm. so happy to be there. Absolutely. Isn't that the truth? But... All right. Well, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Engage. <laughs> All right, Shut gentlemen, up. movies, television shows, comics, whatever it might be that break the fourth wall. Jack, why don't you kick us off this week? Well, first, I wanted to say something about the fourth wall breaks. It doesn't seem to happen very much in TV and movies anymore. Have you guys noticed that? Uh, Not like it used to, because like... Well, growing up watching cartoons with Bugs Bunny and stuff, they did it all the time. Yeah, and it was did. always in. Oh, that's did. the truth. Do you guys consider like the? And I have this on my list, like the laugh tracks from like the Hanna Barbera cartoons and like the old sitcoms. Do you consider that fourth wall breaking or? No, that's no. just sitcom esque. No. Yeah. Shut up, Randy. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, how how would you explain it as fourth wall? I mean, the fourth wall would be like breaking the the fictional thing that's happening on screen and looking at the audience and kind of like winking or letting yeah. like letting you in on what's happening, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that or unless the audience like Ferris Bueller, like what was it? Uh, maybe it was a Daffy Duck cartoon where you'd see a silhouette of someone getting up and he was like, "Sit down." Oh yeah, kind of thing. Or or like you know they'd look into the camera with their eyes half shut and like hold up a sign that says like "Screwball," like yeah. Like, <laughs> with the audience about like yeah. what a dumbass mm -hmm. <laughs> whoever is but um anyway continue but yeah i just seem to just notice that it you know since probably i think maybe the 90s it doesn't hardly happen oh, that, I, well, nah, I don't buy that what about deadpool well i'm that's just that character so of course that's gonna happen but it's fourth wall breaking right. um 
It just doesn't seem to happen as much. Like, my first pick is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because <laughs> it okay, was the number cross. one on every Googleable list. <laughs> I didn't even look at Well, I looked at lists after I had my my picks. And I was like, mm. well, of course, that one's on there. He breaks it a lot. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of his yeah. shtick. Yeah. Uh, I guess, what about, what about She-Hulk? I mean, that just came out. She's breaking the fourth wall left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like so far, it's like crawling out of the Disney Plus uh, icon that is her show. That screwed me up so bad because I was watching that series on VR with the guys from Game Fix. We just had a watch party and we were sitting there. And as soon as that part happened, they're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything, dude. They thought I was screwing. <laughs> I, like I stopped and paused it. <laughs> Yeah, I when I when it started happening, I thought I had sat on the remote. I was like, "Oh, damn it!" But then I saw the remote was somewhere I couldn't have sat on it. I'm like, "What's going on?" Uh, anyway, uh, how about uh, how about you, Gary? You stole mine with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> but there is a movie called Inspector Gadget. Came out in 1999. Another Matthew Broderick film. Yes, yeah. yes. And there is a moment where Matthew Broderick is laying down, and Rupert Everett is kind of uh, trying to figure out how he works and stuff. And and he looks at the camera and says, I think somebody has been watching too many Saturday morning car- cartoons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fourth wall breaking. Yeah. And then there's like a ding and then they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I never did see that movie, but did it do the um, the cartoon justice? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it... it's it's it's. Completely different than the cartoon. Did it uh, at least include the awesome theme song? I think it was yes. in there. Yeah. It did? Yes. Yes, it did. Well, that's important because that theme yes. song is like, <laughs> hands down, one of the best ever. Yeah. Like, I don't care what kind of mood I'm in. You turn that on and I'm <laughs> getting down to it. So good. The first Same. one was definitely better than the second one, though. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, Netflix Inspector series? No, the Inspector Gadget movie. There was a oh that's right it was they, it was like an evil clone of Inspector Gadget with the big capped teeth. It no, was that, oh, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. first one. Oh, was it? Yeah, the second one yeah. didn't have Matthew French Stewart. French okay. Stewart. Oh, that was, yeah. that's right. French that's Stewart. Right. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I was trying to think what he was even in past that, but I was just going to say whatever happened to French Stewart, and then the the answer was obvious. Inspector Gadget too. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. killed him off then. In real life. Uh, Thirty Rock. Was he oh, third, no, third rock from the sun. Yeah. Third, third rock from the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I that was a Same good thing. show. But it's like his squinted eyes. Are, oh, fuck that. Look, he always had. <laughs> <laughs> He's perplexed about something all the time. They were all so good on that show. They were. Third rock from the sun. They were all perfectly cast, even outside the four of them. Like everybody on that show was just fantastic. I don't know if it would have been as good without. Uh, John Lithgow, though. Mm. Oh, no. For them to feed off of him, because he, that guy. His constant pursuit of Mary was just so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. Oh, my God. And what was her name? What was the girl's name? Do you remember? Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> no. The, <laughs> oh, okay. The, the girl in the Third Rock from the Sun, the female uh, lead. I want to say Christine, but I don't think that was it. It's a Amelia Earhart. that was it everyone wondered where she went she went to third rock from the sun i'm gonna look this up really quick power of the internet china the 
internet. <laughs> Third rock from the Suncast. Christian Lindgar was good in everything. She played Sally. Sally, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. There's a picture of French Stewart with his eyes open. I mean, that's something you don't see every day. <laughs> that's a collector's item. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <I would> really. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show that was. Oh, I forgot Wayne Knight was in that show. Yeah, because he was Sally's girlfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> but uh, good pick, though. All right, uh, Randy, what do we got? So we started mentioning mentioning you. Uh, wow, let me start that over. We started mentioning Looney Tunes earlier, and uh, there's two episodes that really stick out in my mind that I used to love as a kid. And I used to think they were the same episode, but they're they're two different. I misremembered. There's one where um, both of them have like the animator messing with one episode with Bugs and one episode with Daffy. I remember the Daffy one. Yeah, where like he, they both like get erased and like redrawn and stuff like that. And I don't know how close they were released together, but the one with Bugs Bunny, it like pans out and it's Elmer Fudd that's messing with them. Yeah. And then the Daffy one, it, it ends up being Bugs. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Daffy one especially, just like how he like gets redrawn as like some weird looking like fucking platypus with like a <laughs> freaking flagpole on his ass. And just, yeah, just the the overall, just the that interaction I remember as a kid just used to crack me up. Well, Daffy used to get so pissed and loses temper and stuff that's why that one was so funny and bugs you never saw bugs getting like one pulled over on him it was always he was the one pulling over so like (laughs) having somebody like erase the rabbit holes he's trying to dive in and then redraws him as like a horse because like he erased his tail or whatever it just it was an awesome couple episodes yeah so i mean (laughs) looney tunes is always good i mean um I don't know what to say other than what I already said earlier. I've just the only thing I can think of is again like the screwball signs yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. Where like a pencil would try to come in and erase one of them in the middle of a cartoon or something. Good stuff. And Bugs would always look at the screen and be like, "Ain't I a stinker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this guy." But uh, okay, uh, let's see. I, I guess my first pick is going to be Wayne's World uh, with. The whole Pepsi and the Pizza Hut uh, Reebok yeah. endorsements. We would never sell out. And they look straight into the camera and smile and hold up. <laughs> oh, this is giving me a headache. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about Here, that. Here, take Nuprin. A little yellow different. Here, take some of these. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But did you guys happen to see, um, they did Wayne and Garth uh, Uber commercials a few years ago. Really? No, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah. Dana Carvey those. and Mike Myers did uh, Uber Eats commercials. Of and, course they did. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and it, it had me wondering. I was like, well, fuck, man. Are, are they talking about doing a third Wayne's World? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. To see where these characters are now. You know, like if their show ever made it, if they're in television, or if they're, they're still, still in the basement. Mullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some mullets we forgot to bring uh, yeah, up last totally week. Did, yeah. Shit. But, um... I think they should do that. I think they they're at the right age where people would be curious to check in and see what Wayne and Garth are doing. I mean, shit, if they can do Lethal Weapon 5, they can do <laughs> right <laughs> seriously, yeah. And did I talk to you guys about the fact that Night Court's coming back? No. I saw something the other day that was maybe it was a clip. All I could think of was like this show is going to flop cuz Harry's dead, Christine's dead. Mhm. Uh, Richard Maul Bull, I don't know if he's still alive. He's alive, but I, I'm sure he was like, I'm not touching that shit with a <laughs> yeah. 10-foot pole. And then Mac, he's probably still alive. I don't know and about Roz, him. 
Roz might be. She so was cute. always one of the funniest. To oh, me. Yeah. I loved yeah. Roz. But um, what's what's uh, Dan's real name? John. Uh, it's killing me. It's one that I keep wanting to say uh, Leguizamo. It's almost it's not like that. that. Yeah, it's all. It starts with an L. It does. Shit. But it's like okay, so Night Court's still around, but Harry's character is dead, mm-hmm. and the new judge it's is Harry's his daughter. daughter, right? Yeah, and it looks like he's the only uh, returning cast member. Yeah, that's what I saw. I was like, this show is going to be horrible because there's no way they're going to be able to to do anything with that one. I'll watch it. I and mean, he's at got least a big old a shot. huge white beard and his John Larroquette. Larroquette, that's right. Oh. Let me see. Hey, he's all old and scruffy looking now. He'll probably clean up. Marky Post is dead. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, she died a couple years ago. No shit. Yep. Wow, Richard Mole. Let's see. He's still alive. He's 80 years old. I have that's probably a big wow. reason as to why he didn't do it. Yeah, that tall motherfucker's probably got bad knees. He can't do much. <laughs> uh, and Marsha Warfield is still alive. She's 68. She played Roz. So, yeah, I'm sure. Unless they just happen to pop up in the episode unannounced, but it seems centric around Dan's character. Mm-hmm. So, that's like with the whole new. That 70s show spinoff. It's just the parents. Yeah. It looks like they're going to pull like a Fuller house Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the original cast is going to like pop in in the first episode. But after that, it's like they're just burdening Red and Kitty with their children. Well, except for Hyde. He probably won't be. No, no. No, he's not coming back. (laughs) That's not happening. Too many accusations. He has been me too'd. All right, uh, where are we at? Jack, what do you got? One fourth wall break that I don't know if you guys will ever... Well, you guys probably caught it. It's in Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, Doc Brown's standing outside the the clock tower waiting for Marty, and he's like, damn, where's that kid? And then he looks up at the clock, and he's like, damn. And then he looks at his watch, he's like, damn, damn. Yeah. And then he looks right at the camera right after. He does? Some, yeah. I, yeah. I, I even... Like, I was sitting there thinking about it today, and sure as shit he does, because I found that clip, and it was easy as hell to find. But he's, like, looking surprised. at the audience? like Yeah, because, I mean, he, he looks at the clock tower, he looks at his watch, and he's like, damn, damn. And he looks right at the camera. And it's always been, I don't, for some reason, that one has always cracked me up. For some but, day. I mean, is the intent of looking at the camera, like, to address the audience, or is it just, like, a perspective shot? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was meant for like one of those aside things where you just look at the camera and you're just like, this is an absurd <laughs> type thing. his finger <laughs> to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Hmm. I don't know. I have to watch it. I can't, I don't remember him looking at the camera. But All right, Gary, what we got, sir? Oh, my God. So this isn't exactly a sitting down looking directly at the camera, but there's a moment in Space Jam where Bill Murray is walking around the basketball court and Daphne goes, well, uh, how, how'd you get here? And, um, and Bill Murray goes, well, the producer's a friend of mine. <laughs> and, the produ- and, the, and the producer is Ivan Reitman. And he knows him from Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. I would have never picked up on that. Of course, I haven't yeah. seen that movie in year. I, I think the theater is probably the last time I saw it. Really? Space wow. Jam. Yeah. Yeah, I wore that thing out. But yeah, that's a good one. I, that's I a smart one, really. Like, yeah, if you didn't know you, it would have gone right over your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Bill Murray. I heard he's going to be in the uh, new Ant-Man film. Yeah, he's some 
a high up named person in the town in the multi in in the quantum realm. Hmm. Like he's like the president of the city or something like that. I I read. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford is joining joining the MCU if I'm not mistaken too. What? Yeah, really? he's going to be Harrison Thunderbolt. Ford. Yeah, Thunderbolt. Yeah, Ross. General Ross. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're For, giving him a stash, though. In, better give him in what movie? The Thunderbolts, probably. Or maybe for in the rest of the movies, because he's always showed up. Hmm. Huh. He lives that long. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't crash his plane. Is Sam Elliott older than him? Because I, I felt like Sam Elliott did a really good... I thought Sam Elliott was awesome. I forgot Harrison that. Ford crashed his plane. Many times. He's... Yeah. <laughs> Lucky bastard keeps walking away, man. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> it could be debated Somehow, yeah. this plane's going down Chewie's not here <laughs> fuck <laughs> anyway alright where were we so uh, playing a wow going to uh, video games one uh, game that always used to freak me out a little bit as a kid was Metal Gear Solid the uh, boss battle with Psycho Mantis yes where he love would... that fight so for anybody that doesn't know what the uh, the boss would actually the game would read what other saves you had on your memory card and it would say oh you like to play Final Fantasy 7 or something like that it would also oh, wow, it really? would disable your controller yeah so it you... would switch controller ports yeah you would... end up having to switch your controller into the second port but at the same time while you're sitting there trying to fight him and he's kicking your ass yeah he's sitting there calling you out on games that you've played because he's reading the memory card oh, on wow. it. yeah did yeah. it do something to where it like would act like the tv turned off or something or like switched inputs or something i don't think it did that i Maybe don't remember think that. something else there's been a couple <clears throat> games that kind of done that but that one was the old always the one i would remember there was a uh one of those batman arkham games where <clears throat> scarecrow like Hit you with some toxin or something. Yeah, that maybe that's what I'm. Thinking and of. Um, you're walking down an alley or something, and at one point everything around you starts to morph, which is fine. But there's another point where it's seemingly your Xbox or whatever console you're playing on freezes or begins yeah. to malfunction yep. because when it first started happening, I was up like, "What's going on?" I mean, it's already Xbox. I don't have the Waiting best for reputation. The red ring right to come back. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's like red ring and bastards, but. Um, Wasn't yeah, it, like it turned the out first just level, to be the game. Just like, I don't remember. Yeah, right. It's been so long ago, but I just remember being fooled. Like Scarecrow got me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's cool though. How he like was taunting you with your other game yeah. saves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then you switch controllers, and then you just own them because it was so easy to beat. Yeah, you actually had it full was all control. gimmick and not yeah. a lot of substance. Alrighty, well here's one, <clears throat> and this is. Uh, <laughs> going to come as no surprise to anyone but i found a way to fit in last action hero again <laughs> <laughs> that is a movie that is a is, contains a fourth wall within itself danny's fourth wall was broken down i mean dudes are literally coming out of the movie into his world you see the arnold jack slater character actually meet arnold schwarzenegger yeah and you see arnold's uh wife at the time uh maria shriver you know uh like all as themselves. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a, a fourth wall better broken. No, I don't think there's, I can't think of anything that actually happened that way too. The only way it could have been better is if Arnold and Danny or Jack and Dan, like both turned and looked into the screen and the camera, like, ah, like pointed at the <laughs> audience. But 
Not that that would have made it better, but that would have been a fourth wall breaking a, a what would that a fifth wall then? If the fourth wall is broken in the film, is then breaking it with the actual audience a fifth wall break or no? Is that like the fourth wall squared? Probably. Fourth wall squared. That's probably more accurate. It's just space time continuum bullshit there. <laughs> the whole universe implodes. Right. All right. Do we have any other picks we had to get off our chest quick? Saved by the bell. What? Zach always broke the fourth wall. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would say timeout, then he would look at the screen and talk. Yeah, that's right. He would time that's out all the time. right. And yeah. everybody would freeze, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. One of the best parts about when he did timeout was just you listen to him, but then watch like Slater or Jesse or someone in the background, like holding their pose and like moving every wobbling. Yeah, because they're getting yeah. tired. <laughs> Uh, my, my friend Harold, uh, showed me a video on YouTube called Zach Morris is a piece of trash. <laughs> you ever watch that? Uh, uh-uh. it's this guy who takes all these clips from saved by the bell and explains why Zach Morris is a horrible person. <laughs> and after you watch the video, man, you're, you're kind of in, you're inclined <laughs> to believe it. It's, you'll have to watch it because it was good. It was good. I think that's what it was called. Zach Morris is trash. I don't know. That'll look. probably at least find it. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> I wonder if he has a series where he claims other people are trash. Uh, let's see. Zach Morris is trash. It looks like it's on Funny or Die. So, I mean, there's all kinds of videos here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the point. Zach Morris is trash marathon. Stole a dog <laughs> and then slaughtered it. What? <laughs> there's a marathon? That's what it says. There's all kinds of them here. Like every dick the time that Zach he's ever Morris done. covered up a death, uh, the time Zach Morris gambled with the life of an unborn child, <laughs> what the, <fuck? laughs> the time Zach Morris framed Slater for a hate crime. Wow! This Jesus. week I'm saved by the bell. There's a hate crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God for that bell, or he right, might have yeah. been under some heavy accusations earlier. The time Zach Morris stabbed Screech in the back to hook up with Lisa. He's a uh, piece of yeah. trash, man. I just thought he was jerk (laughs) (laughs) after you read all that i definitely have some second thoughts for sure see all you had to do was read the titles too yeah listen to one of them just one of them and you'll be like you know what i'm gladly a remini dissed him in the on the beach that one time what when they went to the summer they were out in the summer and they were in the ocean and working as like when they went to hawaii it wasn't hawaii i don't think i don't know leah ramp Remini was in that show? Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah, she was the daughter of the guy that at the resort they were working at or something like that. Getting your starts and saved by the bell. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing to have on your resume, I guess. Well, with that behind us, unless anyone else had another pick they wanted to mention. So on this one episode of Wishbone where... Oh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Kevin. <laughs> Stupid no, Kevin. No, he mentioned Spaceballs. I have it on my yeah, list here, yeah. The, the, the quest for more money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that and all the merchandise and the fact that they pulled out the very VHS yeah, tape yeah. that you're watching yeah, yeah. and put it in. <laughs> well, the other one I had was, uh, for legit, was Blazing Saddles at the end of the movie where they're, like, getting yeah. a big fist fight and it goes over into, like, the, yeah, yeah. Like the cameras and all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they come out to Paramount Studios and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking did, did, of Mel Brooks, he's got a new movie coming out pretty soon. What? History of the World Part 2. Seriously? Finally. He's still going. Hmm. Wow. Where's Spaceballs 2? That's a movie we've been History of the World came out first, so I guess he got that one out of it. 
under yeah. his belt so he can do space balls. I mean, at, as old as he is, it's like whatever movie he's doing next is probably the last one. It, so. it might legit be Spaceballs 2, the quest for more money. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awesome to be. see that trailer. Anyway, all right, <clears throat> we're going to jump to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Gary Maselli. So stick around. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. All right, we are back from commercial and once again joined by Gary Maselli. Gary, thank you so much for being here, man. Hope you're having a good time. Yes, I love it. Thank you guys for having me. So tell us about yourself, man. Um, I mean, we look online and you see some credits you've done, but as far as like who you are, how'd you get into voice acting? Tell us about yourself. Ooh, well, it's funny because one of you mentioned, well, we all mentioned the Looney Tunes and that's how, you know, that's where it started for me. I grew up in the 90s, Space Jam, uh, Doug, um, everything Doug. Billy West did and Joe Lasky and Looney Tunes back in action. And that inspired me to, to do it and um and then i studied and studied and i kept going and um and i'm here and on here. the canned air podcast that's right <laughs> be careful who you tell that it may not <laughs> yeah it may be detrimental to your career <laughs> i'm only gonna exclusively tell french stewart okay <laughs> he'll close his eyes again <laughs> So, uh, again, okay, Looney Tunes and uh, stuff like that made you want to get into it. Uh, so what kind of, when you say you started working on it, are you just like talking about like at home, just like training yourself? Like how did you begin to work on it? I know there was a time in my life where I was kind of pursuing a uh, voice over and there were so many avenues of help out there you could get. Uh, not right. only, you know, classes you could take, but you could get, uh, there was a few different like things I found online, uh, like CDs you could download or just things on uh, iTunes or say something like that, that just walks you through a quick procedure. I'm tripping over my words here. Sorry. But so what, what was it that you were doing to uh, train yourself to get yourself where you wanted to be? Well, um, to piggyback on what you just said, the internet now is so wonderful. I mean, you have all these different classes you could take, and yeah. they're not even in person. You can hire somebody via Skype. All these voiceover actors have, you know, Instagrams and podcasts. Rob Paulson from the Animaniacs has a podcast, and listening to him is like a, a master class. And you get you get to go on YouTube and you see these people 
that video themselves from the booth, like James Arnold Taylor, who does Obi-Wan Kenobi, he, you know, records and tells you what's going on and how he does it. And there's so much free content out there to help you get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. That's that, right. It's it's never been like this ever before. 20, 20, 25 years ago, you couldn't go on YouTube and you couldn't type in this stuff. No. Now it's it's everywhere. So much of it. You're absolutely right. And, you know, uh, there are, like like we've already addressed, there are so many, like, paid ways to do it, like uh, classes or, you know, getting on Zoom with somebody and having them like a like a instructor or something. But if you dig deep enough, because, you know, it's something I experienced when we were starting this podcast, you know, there when we were starting, there were no books on FAQs or yeah, how to do a podcast. <laughs> right. So you yeah. just had to get online and dig and dig and look for the information you were looking for. And it's there's a lot more of it now than there was at the time. And I imagine the same is probably with the voice acting. Yeah, it's just an endless bottomless well of information. Yeah, absolutely. But um, how I kind of, I, I guess, trained myself, I, I kind of got into it before all this was accessible. Um, I got into it in, in uh, when I was in high school. That that had to have been 2006, 2007. But I would be I would be watching, you know, these cartoons and saying these these aren't just voices. These are full blown people. These are characters. Yeah. And I loved um, I loved how when you watch the Looney Tunes, they were all so different. They were all so distinctive. And even though if you hear it, Daffy and Sylvester, it's the same voice. The only difference yeah. is Daffy is sped up. But if you watch them, they're just so different. And one, one of the things that I'll always remember, I, I remember being really young and listening to Porky Pig and Space Jam, and one of the monsters scared him, and he goes, I will be ill wet myself. And I just <laughs> thought it was just so, just these characters were just so funny. And they did things that, weren't done in, in other cartoons or, or any other movies. Mm -hmm. And and what I would do is I would just continuously just watch them and watch them. And to me, to me, the voice is always secondary. You have to really get into the character itself and right. the personality, the way they act and the and their speech and the way they carry themselves. It's 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 it's, it's a person basically. You're trying to get the character. And then the voice kind of comes second. That's really how I train myself. Is I would just watch, just just continuously watch cartoons and and TV and and television. Then then I would watch like um, I would watch David Letterman and watch like Frank Caliendo on David Letterman and mm -hmm. Rob McNaughty and these different impressionists. Then when I got my first computer, it was like everything was on online that I would just watch every every day and try to soak all of it up. It was more important to me than than in any of my schoolwork. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. was like. I just looked at this and because it was it was a passion. So I just tried to absorb all this as much as possible. Sure. I can understand. I know what that feeling is like when you're just so obsessed with something that it just blocks everything else in your life that's important <laughs> completely out. Totally get that, man. So I'm looking on the IMDB here and it looks like you've done uh, you've got a decent amount of things underneath uh, your belt here. Uh, a few things I wanted to touch on. Uh, one yeah. is uh, you have a credit in Madam Secretary. Uh, yes. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, this was um, this was BC uh, before COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. BC AC before and after COVID. Sure. So um, I I, um, I I heard they were they were filming Madam Secretary here in New York, and they film a lot here in New York. Law and Order, um, uh, Manifest. 
um, uh, Sesame Street isn't over in Brooklyn. So uh, it's over in Astoria, Queens. They filmed Sesame Street. So um, I saw this listing for Madam Secretary. And I, you know, you never know. But, you know, you don't know if you don't try. So I just, sure. I just sent my stuff. And luckily I got casted as one of the background supporters. I did the season finale of Madam Secretary. They ended up not using the scene. But um, Madam Secretary was on a train and she was doing the speech, how she was getting elected or something. And we were all in the background, just like egging her on and saying, yeah. But um, cool, though, that would be. I mean, it sucks. It it didn't get used, but how much fun. Yeah, just the experience Mm -hmm. itself. Uh, It's it's so much fun. It's so much. I love you know, a lot of actors don't like doing background work. I don't care how, you know, big I or not famous I get. I will always love to go there because you meet so many different actors of mm-hmm. all different ethnicities and all of them want to do different stuff. A lot of the background actors I met, some of them were teachers. One of the guys I was talking to was on The Dark Knight Rises. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. And he was like, if you look at this shot, here I am. And it was just, um, some of them are students. One kid told me that he couldn't find a job and this was the only job that he could actually find. Really? So he was, he was yeah, he was consistently doing background gigs because that's the only job he can find you meet all types of different people that are doing this for all different reasons i found that a lot of background actors don't really want to be you know mainstream actors they're just doing this for fun and to meet people it's a great way to meet people i would love to do it i don't there's just not a lot of movies being filmed here in columbus ohio but like in new york like man that would be so cool to just constantly have your eye out and constantly applying and getting positions like that how how much fun now, I, there was another credit here. I imagine it's the same kind of uh, situation, The King of Staten Island. Yeah, that The King of Staten Island was a lot of fun. Um, I met my favorite comedian uh, when I was doing that. Um, so we filmed that. There was a scene that they did use in the movie. If, you're, if you've seen the movie, there's the scene where Pete Davidson, Steve Buscemi, Bill Burr, everyone was at the, the minor league baseball field. Okay. That's the scene that we filmed. So I was one of the people in the audience. Oh, awesome. And yeah, it was so much fun. I, I saw Pete. I saw we worked with Bill Burr. I got to see, um, wow. you know, so many great people and, and the director. Um, and we were, this was so, this was one of my favorite moments is we were online for lunch. And we, there was this huge line for lunch. We, we it, it was a break and we were, you know, on this line for lunch. And I was just talking to the people around me. And I heard this voice. And I said, I know that voice. And it was one of my favorite comedians, Dan Natterman. Dan Natterman. That name is He was familiar. on America's Got Talent, on David Letterman. And I've probably came, seen him. He came and I just went up to him. I'm like, hey, I, I just I love your stuff. And I would have never thought that I would meet, you know, one of my favorite comedians there. And was he a cool guy? Know, yeah, yeah. He he walked up to me. I, I talked to him for a little bit. He was he was wonderful. And that's good. And going there, I knew it was a Universal Studios movie, but mm. I had no idea what it was. And then halfway through it, it's like, oh, over there is Melissa Tomei. Over there is Bill Burr. And it's like, I never thought in a million years that this is what I got hired to do. Yeah. You had me at Melissa Tomei. Yeah. Isn't it Marissa? Oh, she is. It's Marissa. He Sorry, doesn't watch Seinfeld, so he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the cast was wonderful. Um Working with, uh, what was that director? Um, I'm drawing a blank. The director of the King of Staten Island. Um, um, I, let me see here. Judd Apatow. 
No. Yes, that's what it was. Working with Judd Apatow. Just even like from where I was, because I, I tried to position myself kind of close to them because I wanted to see what they were doing and how they worked. And just to watch Judd Apatow, he would do takes and then he would stop and go, all right, just um, just just let's do another take. Just just do whatever you want. Just just try try this. And I was like, wow, he's really one of those directors that say, you know, we got what we need. Just now, go have fun and try some stuff. And a lot of the times when that happens, there, I mean, it's hard to tell unless you watch a documentary where they point it out. But a lot of those kind of scenes, those extra things where they're just having fun are what end up making the final cut of a lot of movies mm -hmm. or television shows, you know? Oh, for sure. And that's what I loved about um, Mork and Mindy and watching my favorite, Robin, Robin Williams, and watching oh, yeah. him just... They I just knew, let I him knew. be free and they let him just go off and have fun. And he created so much of that wonderful stuff. I haven't watched that show in so long. Mm -mm. It's a good show, though. It always was, yeah. My mom got me the first season on DVD <clears throat> a few years ago for Christmas and I just haven't watched it yet. But <laughs> see him lay first land in his egg. For him, yeah. I think there's no stopping him. They just kind of, they couldn't tell him to, no, Robin, we're going to do this. And he'd just keep going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just keep the cameras going, yeah. man. Yeah. So tell us, uh, what's a dream job for you? What Like if there was any character you could portray or any kind of a role you could play in a film or just what is it that you would love to do? What are you working toward? I want to be de-aged in a movie by 45 years. No. Um, Say that again. I'm sorry. I, I want to be de-aged in a movie by 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I'm 30, so I'll, so I'll be... So you'd be less than a fetus. <laughs> yes, yes. That would be wonderful. Um, what's the dream job? Um, to continue to do things I love and to be a, project, be a part of projects that I love and to try to give what I have inside out into the open for people to see. Good yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's right know, to as, the point. I get it. As you, know, as you guys know, as a creative, you don't, you don't know where it's going to go, just you, yeah. want, you want it out there. Yeah. You know, that's a really uh, great thing to add because we've had people ask us, you know, what's your objective with the podcast? And one of the things I've always said is, well, I mean, just to keep going and keep growing, not that there's a certain objective. And it's when I think we set, if we were to set too hard of expectations of where we want to go, uh, you know, treading into the sea that, you know, even after 10 years can still surprise us and seem new at times, <laughs> you know, setting too high expectations for ourselves could be very damning for our, uh, I guess, self-esteem and our, and our fragile egos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, our need to want to continue. Yeah. If that makes sense. I want to quit my job and do the podcast all the time. Yeah. So wouldn't that <laughs> be, be paid fun? for it? That's, so that's, that that's awesome. our goal. Next yeah. five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if it doesn't happen, it's therapeutic, you know, getting together once a week and just laughing that's and having fun. It, yeah. It's just like, even if it never got there, I would, even if we stopped, I would miss it severely. But yeah. I know what you mean, though, about, you know, just pushing forward and just seeing what happens. That's the best, I think, the best uh, outlook you could possibly have. Exercising your craft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you, and you don't know, since it's the internet, you don't know who's listening to it. Yeah. If it, says, if it says one view, you don't know who that one view is. That one view could be a producer, could be someone you admire, could be someone having a tough time in their life that needs a laugh. Mm -hmm. Right. You you don't know. Um, and that's what's what what what's what's really beautiful about you know the internet. You could put something out there and somebody who really loves it can watch it. So uh as far as 
contact, like, let's say, you know, like the people listening to this podcast, let's say there is somebody listening to this that is in need of a voiceover, and they're like, huh, I want to give this Gary a call or get in touch with him. How are people going to get in touch with you? You can find me on Instagram at just search my name slash Gary Maselli, or you can you can blow smoke to the left of the of the wind <laughs> like a native american i'll come running yeah. um, you can contact christopher walken and he'll pop up for you um you, you can find me on instagram you can you can find me on imdb my contact information is there um and that's it really i mean it's all you really need these yeah. days isn't it that's it you don't need a big elaborate website all the time the easier the better I yeah. would have to agree. Exactly. I usually tell people, there's my email, there's my number, that's all you need. So what kind of irons uh, do you have in on the fire right now? Any projects you're currently working on that you're able to talk about or anything Ooh. that's uh, like independently you're working on? Right. Um, there is something I am currently working on um, with a friend named Jeff Macalano, which um, I just did his podcast and I played um, I played Death Piggy Duck. I play Porky. Um, I play a few of the Looney Tunes characters on his podcast. We're working on something with Looney Tunes together that's going to be coming out uh, possibly the end of this year. Um, I'm also working on a few projects here and there. Um, you know, s s some voices for different podcasts. I just got um, hired to do the. I am the announcer voice of um, the Mike Bova podcast, which is starting up. Um, I'm the announcer of the Strange Films podcast as well. And um, I'm doing some different podcast stuff and doing some different Looney Tunes voices for different uh, podcasts and different different classic characters for different things. And, and I'm really enjoying it. So seems like you're nice. keeping yourself pretty darn busy then. That's good for a voice actor, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keeping yourself active. Yes. Well, Gary, this has been a blast. And I encourage people to check out Gary on IMDb. And uh, you know what? Shoot him a message if you're interested in having some voice work done because he's eager and willing to do it and seemingly pretty damn good at it. So give Gary a call. Get him involved with your projects. Yes, and I want to tell everyone, if, uh, thanks, everyone. E -bubby, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect ending. And with that, Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe, buy some merch, become a patron, see some videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air and show your support by going to that website, cannedairpodcast.com. Throw in a few dollars our way either on our uh, merch page or on our uh, Patreon page. Either way, you get something in return for those few dollars you throw our way, so... It helps us out, and uh, you get something for it. I think it's a fair trade. Uh, Randy, what else? Uh, any little bit of love you can show us on your podcast player of choice is much appreciated. And again, big shout-out to evergreenpodcast.com. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Gary Maselli. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
Joey, why don't you come over here and spray paint your name on the wall? But I don't wanna. What are you, chicken? Hold on there, boys. Wow, it's Flint. Instead of writing your name, write CandairPodcast.com and help spread the word. Well, that's a great idea. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.